Hey, hey, and welcome to 11 Mile Sessions Live. This is the Gotham Billy Man, your friendly neighborhood beatnik, and I'm joined now by Theo Travis of Soft Machine. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Good to meet you, Alan. Great, and uh, sorry for the little bit of a delay to getting started today, but uh, filling in for Scott today who's uh, unfortunately out sick. And uh, I know he was really looking forward to this interview, but um, I am as well. Um, I'm a long fan of the prog rock and uh, experimental rock, experimental instrumental music, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. You're on uh, multiple instruments, it looks like. Yeah, right? Yeah, I play saxophone. Saxophone and flute are my main instruments. Right so saxophone, right. but I also do keyboards mainly sort of fender rows and some kind of electronics and things as well so you could call me a multi-instrumentalist but mainly a sax flute player that's kind of mainly what i do and um great to have you on with us from soft machine thank um, you very much it looks like the you've been with them now for several years and uh you were part of this brand new album that's out called other doors that's right. Now, I joined the band in 2006, so 17 years ago now, uh, when the previous uh, saxophone player, guy had been in the band many years, very important part of soft machine history, Elton Dean. He was he was really ill, and uh, they had some concerts, and I, I filled in, and then, unfortunately, he missed away, asked me to, to stay, and I've kind of been there ever since. So I... Uh, as you say, as I say, uh, saxophone, flute, keyboards, and also uh, doing a lot of composition for the band. So as you mentioned, we've got this brand new album out, Other Doors. Um, and I wrote quite a lot of the music for that, as well as playing uh, the different instruments and also doing some sort of interesting like electronic music, electronic sound processing. And so really kind of the, the sound. And uh, it's a very interesting sound world, this soft machine sound world. I, I really kind of love all the areas that we kind of do it's got a history of sort of sound uh, sonic experimentation going back well the band's you know technically 55 years old now it's been going a long long time and they've always done a really interesting mixture of uh, you know original compositions and melodies but you know it's, it's strong influences of jazz and rock and as i say electronic music experimental in the very early days there were songs as well but there's been no kind of vocal uh vocals in in, in the band's music since 1970 so a long long time but uh, yeah great. great to be a part of it and i really enjoy it yeah awesome yeah and it's um th this new album really really great by the way um it, it's uh it, it is very reminiscent of some of the older sounds and it seems to um, the, the decades have changed soft machine a lot in, uh, the members of the band, as well as the, the name of the group with all these various renditions of soft something. Right. Um, yes, that's and, right. um, it, it seems to all come together in, in this new release, I think, um, you know, from a listening standpoint. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. It, it's, it's something, uh, you know, the current lineup, we're, we're kind of very aware of the history of the band. There's been previous lineups including like in the mid 70s when every time there was a kind of new uh, sort of version of the band or a new main composer it was like all new so they kind of ignore the the past of the band and it's like no no this is who we are this is what we do whereas we've got a different kind of view of it we kind of it's a very contemporary band and contemporary sound and we are looking 
into the you know, the future and forward and you know very much sounds of today but at the same time there's this rich catalog of music going as i say way back till 1967 or 8 and so it's really nice to revisit the catalog but do it our own way do it in a modern way we don't try and you know recreate it like a museum piece we want to make it today's music but as i say dipping into some of the the past uh, compositions so um you know that that combination you know we hopefully we've got it well we try and get it you know right so it kind of works that we can do all these different eras of the band but uh, when we do our own thing it's kind of uh you know influenced by and, and informed by you know that great history of music but at the same time making it making it modern so and i personally like a you know i listen to a lot of music from 1967 to 1974 5 uh, there's a lot of that in my record collection so it's only going to be natural that you know i hear these influences come into the writing come into the playing and uh, for the i mean the cover of the of the new album mother doors you know, it's by this great wonderful artist um who I know from working because he's worked a lot with Stephen Wilson, but he does these amazing kind of combinations of like photography with, you know, you know, real textual stuff on top. And, you know, it's got a bit of a 1967 vibe, but at the same time, it's very vibrant and, you know, hopefully it's contemporary as well. But again, trying to, you know, just embrace a history of art and, and music and, but making it, you know, something that speaks, you know, from now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the intention good. anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And the, I'm seeing the, there's a couple of the, of the tunes, of course, you, you actually have um, new compositions recorded here of some of the old songs and um, the, the instrumentation of course is, is different too in that um, you're bringing a lot to the plate with all of the instruments that you personally perform. And um, I was curious too about, um, I think it's, what is it? The uh, third or fourth track. It's um, it almost sounds like Moog. There's a lot of electronics in uh, one of the pieces that's um, it's not just straight instrumentation. And uh, okay. I was I've wondering the what here, the so electronics. I the fourth track. Okay, there we go. Okay, so I think I know. So um, that's pr possibly the fourth track. So the fourth track is something I, I wrote called Crooked Usage. And it's got this very strong kind of melody at the beginning. It's very melodically. But then it's, <laughs> it's like hold on to your hat because there's, after the melody is stated, it's just a free improvisation by the band. There's no rules. There's no blueprint. There's no chords. It's just listen and play. So we kind of, we, you know, recorded some different versions and everything sounds completely different because it's improvised and that's the nature of improvised music. But in the take we used, you know, which is a one, you know, it's a one take take. It's not kind of assembled of different parts. You know, in the improvisation section, which is the large section in the middle, it's, there's a lot of different moods. It's quite dark and moody in quite a lot of places. And I'm, I'm actually jumping between the saxophone and the flute and the fender rose on the one take. Like we had the studio kind of laid out where the, the, the fender rose would be here and I'd be like standing behind in a booth, which would have doors as I'd open the doors and run in and out <laughs> just to try and get the good kind of studio uh, quality recording. But at the same time, you know, be able to use these different instruments and instrumentation. And of course, the engineer was, you know, not struggling, but, you know, studio engineers, they like to know what's happening. And you can say, well, I don't know what's going to happen because 
there's no plan <laughs> see how it's see how it feels man yeah um absolutely. but we did we did hit a few nice areas and nice moods where you know everyone was really listening and you know just kind of made these kind of magical moments and it sort of came together so um so yeah i was really pleased with i think we all really enjoyed how that improvisation worked out and just some of the sounds and the shape and the structure and just the you know the tones and the instrument combinations of instruments and people playing together um, is, is so, that yeah, the primary kind of the, was was that the primary recording process for the entire album is they're, they're all live takes or is there were there any um, compositions it, it, that were specifically recorded track by track or nothing was recorded track by track we, we basically record live it's what we do it's 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 very much a kind of jazz way of doing things i mean i, I record a, a lot of you know rock records with, with people and or di people in different bands and whatever you know and the, the normal way is you might have a demo of all the instruments and then one by one you replace them until everything sounds perfect and you know you, you assemble it and make it sound great um bands just kind of setting up in a studio like on a gig and playing and recording you know like like the beatles would have done in the early 60s or whatever didn't tend to be how rock bands work but but that's what we do we've got kind of a jazz background everyone's very competent in the studio and we basically do do that having said that different tracks do have different approaches so quite a lot of them one the ones like you said crooked usage you know there's a written melody and then an improvisation and a written melody and that would just be played together uh, and quite a lot of the tracks are that i'm looking for ones since i've got the album in front of me that might have been different well, there's one maybe never called maybe never where it's very much electronic composition like music concrete i mean i i've basically put that together largely myself um and it's a mixture of you know going right under the bonnet of sound so i'll get sound waves and i'll put in frequency oscillators and filters and then i'll layer it up with some you know uh soundscapes or samples of some you know, early electronic music person and then, but filter right. and twist that. Was that Moog or what kind of synthesizer? There's no Moog on it, no. I, I actually use a, a program called Ableton Live where you can oh, okay. do, uh, where you can use, um, you know, you go, you go into wave synthesis. You literally pick up different types of wave saw waves and, you know, sine waves and this, and then you can manipulate them right down to the absolute source of, of sound. Which, I, which is a bit nerdy, but I, I kind of enjoy it. And you know, there's a kind of history of electronic music. So that track was like that, which was very different. Then there's there's a few tracks like uh, the last track, for instance, back in season. In fact, the very first track, Careless Eyes, where I'm playing woodwind instruments and the Fender Rhodes electric piano. And I can't play them both at the same time in real life. So <laughs> oh, I have to choose no? which one's going <laughs> to... <Okay>. No, <laughs> no, afraid not. So I choose which one kind of you know, makes means the whole band can record and, and, and make the structure. Um, probably be the piano first. So we're recording piano, guitar, bass and drums. And then I'd put the flute or saxophone on after. So sometimes there would be that. So that is, you know, it's not all recorded at one go. It's, you know, I'd be putting on a, a second track. Um, other tracks like Visitor at the Window, there's certain kind of melodic arranged things. And then there's other improvised things and again there's multi layers of soundscapes so i remember having some flute loops which i was working on and then we'd record them and then the whole band would kind of play to that and then we do the end section so um 
so that was again you know kind of a, a different way of recording um and penny hitch actually another one with again keyboards and flute but certainly the vast majority is played live in the studio and you get that kind of organic feel it's not i mean things aren't kind of perfect in the way that a lot of studio production is kind of perfect everything's absolutely precise it's yeah it's got the organic feel of a light of, of a band of people playing together in a room so i think that gives it a certain sound as well right well and it seems like you guys have a lot of synergy going on um especially being able to improvise and uh, record live i know i've been a recording engineer since 1986 and uh it, it's it's a unique performer who can actually just you know and get in sync with each other in the studio and just yeah. do everything live yeah. and um and i've been doing live yeah. television for almost as long and so what we do on our show uh which is going to happen shortly after your interview is we have live bands in the studio and we do a live session right. live on television so the regular viewing audience can see it happen live and um so they're, they're right. either very well rehearsed or they just improvise yeah <laughs> and just make it happen right um and um so but, but you have a new member a relatively new member fred with you now um and That's right. uh, so fred. he's he's now part of the synergy i take it yeah so Fred is a, he's a, he's a wonderful musician. He's, he's you know, the new bass player, as you say. Um, although he's actually also a fantastic guitarist. And although he's new in the band, uh, you know, at least two of us have known him for quite a long time, many years, and in fact played with him on, you know, in other gigs, like jazz gigs around and about the UK, uh, for quite a long time. So it wasn't like you know, we just met him a year ago. It was like we knew him quite well. In fact, he there were gigs I think ten years ago when um, when our, uh, Hugh Hopper, the bass player who was with the band for a long time, uh, passed away. Fred actually played a couple of gigs with us, as I say, around then. So he already kind of you know we knew him. He knew the music because he played with um, you know a couple of ex-members of the band, Hugh Hopper and Elton Dean. He knew them and had played and Phil Miller, who was kind of part of that scene. So he played with uh, you know other other musicians in this in our kind of musical area, our scene. So you know he he fitted well, and we knew him already. So you know when he when he joined the band, he he, he picked up the music very quickly. He reads the music so he could learn everything really quickly. And again, he's got that you know super able uh, kind of chops, but then he also improvises really well, and you know he's quite imaginative in terms of sounds and. Uh, the sort of scope of his playing so he brings brings a lot to to the band great great yeah and uh if you're just joining us we're still talking with soft machine and talk about the new album the new release that is um other let's yeah other doors other doors other doors, other doors. Yeah. and uh it's uh, looking at the uh album cover really really good art but it's it's a little bit harder for me to read the uh, i'll have to pull out my old man's books uh. to actually see the, uh, the other doors part of there so sorry for that but the uh, yes theo travis is on the, with us now and uh, we're talking about the new album and the new members and uh, everything that's happening for the new tour that's coming up and they're going to be playing in town in the detroit area here october 19th at uh, joy's manor and um just a little bit more about the album. Um, it was great to see that Roy was a guest performer on the album as well. Yes, that was lovely, actually. Uh, I mean, Roy, Roy's in very good health, but 
his hand, he's had problems with his I don't know, tendons, I think, in his hand, so he finds it very hard to play. So he basically retired. I mean, he's 82, so which is pretty good going. He's been playing for many, many years. He retired, but he, he joined us in the studio for, uh, for an afternoon and played on two, two of the tracks. One of the tracks that he, um, he actually played on the original album, which was, I think, in 1973 or four on, the, on this Seven album. Uh, he, he played on the original version then, but he joined us because we've done a kind of new working of it. So on, on, there's a track called Penny Hitch, and Roy plays the kind of low bass, bass line part, and Fred Baker, the new bass player, plays the melody on it. So there's a really lovely coming together of the, the, two, gen, you know, the two generations and a synergy between the, the, the old bass player and the new bass player, because they got on really well. And in fact, there's a track, Now is the Time, and it's literally a bass duet between Roy Babington, um, the, the former bass player with the band, who's a wonderful bass player, and Fred Baker, the new one. And it's just a, like a, a bass guitar duet, and it's got a real nice kind of quirkiness and a flavor to it. So um, it was great that Roy joined us on the album, uh, uh, you know, as a kind of passing of the baton to to the new guy. Yeah, I think I think that's incredible. We we don't normally see that as fans, where old members and new members are, you know. Well, they can often sometimes, you know, things aren't always so friendly in bands. <laughs> right. Sometimes people fall out, or you know, mm. there's a reason why they suddenly leave, and then someone they get someone else, and there's. They never speak to each other, but it wasn't like that with us at all. In fact, Roy Babington, our you know former bass player, he was the one that really wanted. He suggested. I mean, we all knew Fred, but he actually thought Fred would be a great replacement for him. So he kind of nominated him as his, you know, recommended uh, successor, which is you know another great, lovely thing. And again, not that common in bands. And then the fact that they played together on two tracks on the record is, it's kind of a nice touch too. Yeah, right. On. And has has there been an official dedication of the album or anything for John Marshall? I know there no, was uh, well, there is some not, tribute to John Marshall as part of the Well, album the thing is John re- John recorded the album. John recorded the album. Um, you know, and was a, was you know, but he sadly got he got very ill. So he'd already retired in terms of, you know, playing. But then he, you know, he got more ill, and you know, he sadly passed away, you know, recently. So, but the album was out, so you know, we didn't dedicate it to him because he was, you know, very much around and alive when the album was completed and released and everything. But sadly, he um, he's no longer with us because he, unfortunately, passed away uh, very recently. Actually, it's very very sad. Yeah, really sorry to hear about that. So, and we we yeah, yeah I saw you. that he was retiring from the band, but. Um, the, the the recent news was pretty surprising. Well, and very recent. I mean, it's very recent. Yeah. The and unfortunately, you um, have to go on tour now and to promote the new album um, in the wake yes. of all that. So that that's um, it's the yes. the show of uh, real musicianship and, and professionalism to to carry on. And of course, uh, we'll hopefully have some of these. Um, performances in his honor throughout these tours yes and yes. Uh, so you you are already on the road um in various locations right well yeah. uh, there's a, there's a bit of a story there <laughs> okay i can, I can uh, tell you and your listeners um we have had a problem with the um the visas 
to come to America. So we're supposed to have been in the States for uh -oh. 10 days already. But um, and we applied for our US visas over three months ago. And we've got a guy in New York who's doing the application and the company's based in New York. But uh, due to various reasons, which are not that well explained, there's been a major holdup in the visa application. So we are still in the UK. Uh, and we hope all being well, we're going to be flying out to America on uh, Sunday or Monday, depending on when the visas arrive, just in time to come to Detroit. <laughs> oh, wow. Very much okay. looking forward to it. But it's been uh, it's been very difficult. There's been very little communication from the US Embassy in London as to what the huge delay was. We've toured America before. We came in 2018-19 and you know, we did a similar application and similar time frame, but the visas all came. I don't know if things are taking longer these days because of, I don't know, post-COVID or other reasons. I don't know, but you know, it's been it's been pretty tough for us because we've had to cancel you know, half a dozen shows already, and we uh, we hate to do that. We hate to disappoint the fans. We hate not to be on the road, um, but we, um, as I say, we should be flying out on Monday, all being well, uh, Sunday, Monday, to carry on the tour. I mean, in fact, the New York dates, which were at the beginning of the tour, we rescheduled them now to the end of the tour. They were they had some space at the Iridium in New York, so we're going to be there 28th and 29th of October, the, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, at the end of the tour so oh, it's okay. been really crazy <laughs> so you'll, be, you'll be able to <laughs> really celebrate crazy. halloween weekend in uh, new york yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so right. does that actually mean that detroit's going to be your first stop for uh the tour when you get when you get it might arrive? it's possible is, is ottawa the night before hang on uh waterloo and toronto um right before that yes yeah. yeah so maybe you're in canada yeah so or... well we'd like to be able to get to toronto or waterloo um so we're, we're kind of up and running, but you know we can't promise it. Could, it could be that we we land in Detroit and play. <laughs> <laughs> right. I haven't been to Detroit for many years. I, I went many years ago, a wonderful time, but uh, it's been a long time since I've been to Detroit. So I look forward to that. Right? Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you. And and, and the Joy, Joy's Manor is a relatively new venue. Um, next to right. a very classic older venue in uh, okay. Westland, just uh, just west of uh, the city proper, just just west outside of Detroit. And the Token Lounge is uh, an infamous Detroit venue. Many people have played there for many, many years. And um, it's it's literally right behind that old venue is the new venue, which you guys will be right. uh, featured at and uh, holds a lot more people. Um, brand spanking new sound. Everything's all really, really brand new. So it should be Fantastic. a really great place for you guys to be hosted. Brilliant. And we definitely look forward to it. So the album now, um, Other Doors, is out and available for purchase. And uh, is there a, a what kind of release is this? Is it CD and digital and vinyl? Oh, we got the it... whole lot. We got the whole lot. So it's yeah. on CD. It's come out on Moon June Records in America. Um, and um, it's available worldwide. Uh, we all, it's also digitally available, um, certainly on Bandcamp, possibly on other streaming services as well. Um, but the main ones are the CD the Bandcamp, and also we have a glorious two LP double album vinyl edition, 
which comes out on the Tone Float record label. Um, and the CD album um, fills up three sides of the of the double album. Then we have a whole fourth side full of uh, extra tracks, improvisations, uh, a solo guitar thing. Um, there's a wonderful drum solo by John Marshall, but um, and then a, a, an alternative take of one of the, the great tracks. One of the tracks fell to earth with a, a band improvisation, so you get this completely different take on one of the track, one of the main tracks. So you get this whole extra side of amazing music to make the, the double album. And of course the artwork looks fantastic on a good old-fashioned vinyl sleeve. So um, yeah, so vinyl, CD, uh, digital, download, streaming, everything is coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear about the vinyl. It's, it seems like a very special edition vinyl. And um, is this yeah, the same got, artist? So just to let did... you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's the same. It's the Biartford. It just looks, you know, over four times bigger. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and the vinyl itself, there's a marbled vinyl version, a turquoise vinyl, a green vinyl, and a black vinyl. Because uh, Tone of all, all in the same package? In, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. They're different ones. <laughs> That's a different. Okay, right. So if you're, if, for the crazy collectors, they <laughs> okay. they want. But um, but Tone Float Records, which is based in the Netherlands, does these really high uh, high production values vinyl um, releases. They they've released um, the last two albums we did. We did we did um, an album live at the Baked Potato, recorded in, in the club in Los Angeles. Um, that was our last release actually, and that came out on a, a double vinyl. And then our last studio one, Hidden Details, also came out on Tone Float, uh, again on a double vinyl with, in fact, an, a side four of bonus tracks, you know, extra improvisations, alternative takes, etc. So we've got some beautiful vinyl. They're kind of my favorite ones, the, the vinyl yeah, editions. Yeah, mine too. But uh, well, right. And it sounds like you're, um, you're creating a tradition that you're going to have to hold up now with uh, doing the four... <laughs> the four records well, the extra kind of, fourth it's, side it's, it's kind of cool because because vinyl you probably you probably know it's, it's so expensive to make and even and very expensive to send like if in the uk if we want to if you know a, a purchaser or a fan buys a vinyl from america or you know australia or japan you know it's 20 pounds it's like nearly what, 30 dollars just to send it you know not just the cost of the thing so it costs a lot so you need to have something extra some added value so I think having a whole extra side of, you know, extra tracks, making it really special. So people might have the CD or the download, but, you know, there's still a reason to get that vinyl other than it being a beautiful vinyl because there's going to be extra music. Yes, yes. So, so, and, uh, you know, and the serious like collectors are going to have to have several copies because they're going to have to get <laughs> each do. of the different patterns <laughs> well, and colors. That's right, with the different colors. And, <laughs> no, that's true. But, you know, I'm a collector myself, so I, I understand the you know, the, the, the joy of sometimes having, you know, special editions of, of albums and things. That's great. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us today and uh, spending some time with us and discussing the album and as well as the tour. And uh, I'm sorry to hear that the tour has been delayed. And um, But I'm glad that you got in the new dates and uh, hopefully we yeah. can help spread the word about that, that the tour has changed a little bit. But you're still going to be able to fit in some more dates there. And uh, yes. so, and right after this, we're going to actually listen to some of the tracks from the new album and um, we'll be posting some more of the tour date information for the viewers to see and um, get a hold of as part of this broadcast.
Thank you very much. Yeah, so so great for to meet you and uh, spend some time with you here, and um, we're looking forward to uh, the tour and everything to come. Thank you very much, Alan. It's been a real real pleasure to to speak to you and to, to chat about it all. Looking forward to coming to Detroit. Brilliant.
me a fire in the reptile house in a color in the carnage pull me down my face in the fire in the reptile house and the kissing in the color come crashing down in the fire in the reptile house in the color in the carnage pull me down my face in the fire in the reptile house and the kissing Oh,
was five. <laughs> All right. I don't know if they can hear me in there. Can you? I can. Okay. Sweet. Cool. All right. Well, welcome to the studio. Welcome to 11 Mile Sessions. And uh, thanks for uh, giving us a great intro of five tracks there. What's five songs. And uh, sorry to say that uh, Scott's out six today. He was looking forward to interviewing you guys. But uh, now here I am uh, filling in <laughs> for it, right? So Temple of Mercy, obviously Sisters of Mercy uh, tribute, right? Correct. And so how did this start? How did you guys get into the... We had a friend, uh, he's actually in the band, he's our rhythm guitarist, he's not here right now because of jobs, boo-hoo, but um, he actually approached me and wanted to do a tribute to the Sisters of Mercy about six years ago. Uh, I had just had my kid, so he just wanted me to just basically make him some tunes, Dr. Avalanche, and uh, he was going to take it from there. Well, I ended up actually falling in love with the music myself after listening to them, uh, to the music very closely, you know, under a magnifying glass and a microscope to hear all the intricacies going on because there's not a lot of tabs out there. There's not a lot of stems or anything like that out there. So you got to just reverse engineer it yourself. So I ended up falling in love and I ended up coming on the band and we've been doing it ever since. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so let's do a uh, ring around the rosy, I call it, but come on up into the mic and... Um, I might be ruining the surprise vocalist coming up in another song, but um, anyway, so um, let's start off with uh, on guitar right next to me. Who are you and what do you do and why are you doing a tribute to Sisters of Mercy? <laughs> uh, my name's Christopher Carcamo. I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, basically, I've been playing guitar for, what, 15 years? And um, I don't know, just uh, Evan one day was like, hey, you're pretty good at guitar. You want to join a tribute? It's like, sure, whatever. I'll just do it just because just he asked me. Evan's a cool dude. So I'm like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, uh, funny enough, I never really got into the sisters up until I joined. And from there, it was just like, oh, I like this track. Oh, I like this track. Oh, I like this track. And sure enough, it's like turned into a whole set list. And I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they say it's a, it's a compliment to the original artist to be able to figure out all of their tunes and be able to play it, right? And then, you know, you, you, you might be able to give it your own little spin or something on it. But as a tribute band, are you guys trying to stay really strict note for note, do you say? Um, I wouldn't say that strict, but close to it. Um, there's a lot of, um, for example, a lot of overdrive that you wouldn't hear in the record and things like that. So we do give it our own feel. As far as the guitar goes, I try to give it my own feel. A little bit more of a heavy, heavy undertone to it, uh, but still keep it close to the source material because people want to hear those riffs. So it's like, all right, I'll do the riffs, but I'm gonna do it with my little flavor. You know? <laughs> sure, sure. He adds a hot sauce, you know. <laughs> right on. And uh, our next lovely lady, we haven't heard yet, but uh, just introduce yourself so we'll know who you're singing. When you come up. Hi, I'm Tanya, uh, Tanya Sanchez. I'm from Houston, Texas as well. And I um, only I only got into it because of Chris when I started dating him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after a while of hearing the music, I, I fell in love with it. It's so fun. It's so fun to sing and dance to. It's, it's really great. <laughs> so. 
Awesome. And next, but uh, not least, <laughs> in, in the center, we have our main man. My name is Evan. Um, kind of told you the story about how I, the reason why I started earlier is because of our rhythm guitarist who is not here currently, but he will be joining us on October 21st in Q at QXT's in Newark, New Jersey. So um, I just, yeah, I just basically started because he, he approached me with the idea. I had heard the sisters a few times. There's a club in uh, Houston called Numbers Nightclub, and you can't go in there on any weekend and stay all night and not hear at least one tune from the Sisters of Mercy. So that's what, that was my exposure to it, and uh, I just, you know, fell in love. And, uh, you know, beyond just, like, the bangers, you know, the tracks everybody knows, like Lucretia, This Corrosion, Dominion, stuff like that, there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of material out there that's really well written. Uh, may have not honestly gotten the recognition it deserved here in the States, largely, I think, to do the fact that they used a drum machine. And a lot of people just couldn't sign off on that in the rock world. You know, it had to be real drums, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah. that aside, if you can get past that, there's some really fantastic songwriting in, in these tunes. And um, even though he only has three albums out there, um, the, there's just quite a bit of stuff that was out there uh, in the early days that's just really, really phenomenal stuff. And the Reptile House EP is still one of my top uh, records that I'll just put on anytime, you know, day or night. I'll put it on if I'm cleaning the house or whatever, you know. It's great. It's a great record to sit, chill to, go out and party to, you know, <laughs> and everything in between. Awesome. And so have you always been a vocalist? Is that, no. Is that your focus? No, I was, uh, I was actually on the bass beforehand and uh our singer ended up uh stepping down from singing duties and into a uh, rhythm guitar um so i was actually on bass for uh for a while with this band and um it kind of reshuffled the lineup because like i said he got this new job he couldn't come out for all the shows that we were booking so we had to get a little creative with the lineup and uh we, we're really happy with the new lineup and uh everybody in the band is as well so worked out really well Great, yeah, and you seem comfortable in the spotlight as the, the lead singer. Thank Said you. It sounds pretty good. Awesome. And uh, furthest from me, but uh, another lovely lady. How you doing? I'm doing good. I am Yasmin. I am the newbie, I suppose. Um, new bass player. Um, Are you also from Texas? I am. Same area? I mean, yeah, we, we live there. <laughs> I was raised <laughs> in California, though, so... Because oh, okay. I got the West Coast vibe. <laughs> um, yeah, I just play because I, I like to play. Um, it's been a learning experience. This is my first touring band. So, well, this is my first band <laughs> uh, live on stage. So it's um, a learning and growing experience. It's been a lot of fun. How long have you been on bass? About a year and a half. So uh, did you start playing bass with them or did you play bass before the group? Yeah, with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> right on. Sounds great. And uh, so now you, this is a part of a big tour that's happening right now, right? And you guys are you're living on the road, I take it? We're living that road life, yes, sir. <laughs> right on. Going from place to place. And uh, so the, next, the show coming up is tomorrow night, right? Yes, uh, tomorrow night at Downstairs at Joy Manor, uh, tomorrow, October 13th. It is a public wedding, but the public is welcome. So come on down, get some Sisters of Mercy into your life. Awesome. So the uh, we have uh, John Anton who runs the Token Lounge, which is a famous 
very old, famous Detroit rock club uh, for the west side of Detroit in Westland. And um, he purchased the the property behind the Token Lounge, and uh, it's a much bigger venue, much larger space, and it's all brand new too. So you guys will be playing with a pretty new sound system, new stage, new lights, the whole nine yards. So it should be pretty good, especially for everybody who wants to come out and see it. Awesome. So in the uh, start of the show, what were those tunes that you gave us? What was the uh, lineup there? Uh, we started with Burn, which is off of my all-time favorite, the Reptile House EP. Um, then we went into Heartland. Um, we went into uh, Body Body and Soul, then Body Electric, then Adrenochrome, and then uh, Anaconda. Awesome. And then now we're going to do a whole other set. And uh, just let me know before the last song so I can uh, help close out the show. So what's next? I think next we got Walk Away. All right. So I'm going to get out of the way and uh, go back in the control room. Would you choose to walk away? 
Thanks a ton.